In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and has been widely regarded as a bad move. This show will attempt to find the good, the bad, and the weird, and convey them in a seriously irreverent way. Get ready, adventurer, and as always, we apologize for the inconvenience. Hi, I'm Steven. I'm Aaron. And I'm John. So it all started in the woods. Everyone's here. <laughs> but it ended on with a night beer. just like this one. <laughs> and there was a bobcat. <laughs> but thankfully, there's plenty of beer. There is plenty of beer. And plenty of great guests. We got a full house tonight. Man, uh, a lot of. Had to bring out an extra microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Some returning guests to the MHM studio. One new guest to cover a fantastic topic. But first, let's meet who we have here. Starting right here. Uh, Mike Anders from Okinawa, also an organizer of the Oklahoma Craft Beer Summit. Mickey Bell from Prairie Artists and Ales and the event chair for the Craft Brewers Association of Oklahoma. And Bruce Sanchez from Twisted Spike Brewing Company in Oklahoma City. <laughs> Andrew Corrales, uh, part owner uh, with four of the guys uh, of Vanessa House Beer Company. And a, a damn near new co-host of the Wafty Show. Yeah. He's been on so many times. Yeah. <laughs> right. I like these guys. Well, and not only that, walking in with this freaking growler and the Deadpool uh, sweet ass cardigan, Carnival. Yeah. Um, so so you all are here to talk about the craft Oklahoma Craft Beer Summit. Indeed, Yay. craft yes. beer this sounds summit. monumental. It, it does. does. It's very official. Yeah. Lots, lots yes. of things happening in Oklahoma. As, you know, with our beer laws and our craft beer scene, and it's pretty exciting and. It's great yeah. to be you know, promoting it and talking about it and bringing more people in. I would say it's pretty monumental. We, we plan on it being monumental for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, compared to what it was last year and what you guys have going, I mean, that's... Uh, <laughs> What's it? One small step and then one <laughs> giant step? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah, this kind of spawned last year. We were in attendance for this, what became known as State of the Brunion. Yes. What was that? What was the purpose of that last year? So last year we were kind of in the throes of some uh, legislation. Mm-hmm. Um, so State Bill 424 had passed, and um, the ABLE Commission. Which one was that? State Bill 424 is in reference to tap room sales. Okay. Um, previous to that bill passing and being enacted, uh, breweries could not sell their product four uh, percent alcohol or higher directly to the public in their tap rooms for consumption on or off site, and so. We were kind of in the throes of that, uh, and um, it actually hadn't passed at that. I'm kind of getting my, my events yeah, mixed like up, the, right. and so it wasn't. Um, it was a, it was a call to arms. Yeah. It was actually really. Too. It was yeah. it was kind of the beginning of the call to arms, yeah. and actually, State Bill 424 really wasn't even kind of revived at that point, and so it was really a chance to get together as an industry and as give the public an opportunity to come and hear about uh, some of the subjects that are important to the Oklahoma Craft Brewers and the Craft Brewers Association of Oklahoma. Um, and have speakers from local breweries. Uh, we had State Senator uh, Bice. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Kevin Douglas from local. We had several speakers come and talk about um, where we're at right now, where the craft beer scene in Oklahoma is headed, and really what we need from the legislature to get some of these changes enacted. Well, 792 was a big topic then, or as we were calling it the yes. chill bill at the time. Yes, yeah. And Which passed. 
which did indeed pass. So it was three eighty three and seven ninety two at that. Yeah, time. all yes. the numbers get so particularly yeah, they were confusing. like kind yeah. of a basket. Well, didn't they get to a point where they were just about ready to go to the governor's desk and then they just stalled? I don't remember all of the details um, in reference to all the several different bills. Well, but one of them didn't make it. There was one that was seven ninety one, right? There's no didn't? State, state question. Yeah. Okay. No, those yeah. are the state questions. Yeah. 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 Sorry, so, yeah, 792, yeah, that's a state question number. Yes. Yeah. 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 So state question 792 did pass, and that's kind of a broad liquor reform bill. Um, so what was probably the most monumental for the craft brewers of Oklahoma this last year was State Bill 424 allowing for direct sales at their own tap rooms of right. High Point beer. And, and we were floating so, the Oklahoma Craft Independence Day. Yeah, free the taps. <laughs> yes. yeah. Free the taps. Yeah. Free yeah. the taps. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So a recap of the last year since State of the Brunion this time last year is now SB 424 has had passed, um, allowing breweries to sell their strong beer out of their tap rooms, um, basically maintaining the same hours as liquor stores at this point. And now to further along the modernization of alcohol reform here in Oklahoma, 792 is now passed. So a lot's happened in the last year since State of the Brunion. Right. Um, but the biggest one for us was the celebration of SB 424, which is basically changing the whole culture of craft beer in Oklahoma for us. And speaking of that, then we had Twisted Spike right. come along. Uh, Bruce, uh, tell us a little bit about Twisted Spike. Well, we were in planning a couple of years ago knowing that a lot of this was probably going to happen someday. We would cross our fingers and say, all right, well, we're just going to plan for it. And hope you were doing preparations. If we, and if planning, we build it, we they have, will come. There you go. Yes. <laughs> so we had prepared our, you know, we leased a space downtown, 7,500 square feet that we divided directly in half. Half of it's the brewery mm-hmm. and the other half is our This tavern. is on uh, 10th Street, uh, just east of Broadway? Right. Uh, in between uh, Broadway and the railroad tracks. We're physically adjacent to the railroad tracks. Excellent. So we've got a 3,500 square foot tap room. Oh, wow. Holy cow. That prior to 424, we were prepared to have another entity, my wife's LLC, to mm-hmm. have that. You know, we'd watch kegs of beer go out one door, spend the night over at a distributor, and come back in the next door <laughs> the next day. Being uh, plus, God, that is, plus 30, uh, 30 umpty ump percent. That's the definition of insanity, right? Which Rocktail has been doing now, I think, for about <laughs> yeah. two or three years. Right? Oh, wow. We were Not prepared. anymore, but they, yeah, yeah, they, they were. Right. We were perfectly prepared insane. to do that for as long as it took. And sure. then, lo and behold, 424 passes and party earlier than I was. I, I wasn't able to. I wasn't at the point where I had my able commission license at that point. So we have been doing craft beer fests, you know, craft mm-hmm. beer fest, you know, bio zoo, all those nice things that we do with our free beer all the time. And I wasn't able to serve anybody in our building because I really didn't have my able commission license done yet. And if it had to be a a private party, then I would have had to have some beer somewhere else. My good friends at the Indian Motorcycle Place mm-hmm. hosted yeah. my after party <laughs> from the open house <laughs> at the brewery on 424 day. That's awesome. So uh, as oh, soon as right, we were... Okay, yeah. Uh, as soon as this we This is all were, coming back to me now. Right. As soon as I got my Able Commission license uh, to brew, we were able to... Uh, Post and have beer ready for distribution on December 1st of this year. Wow. And then on December 10th, we opened up the cap. So wow. So in very close uh, consecutive weeks, we went from 
you know, I think we brewed four batches of beer in a week and a half, and a lot of it was ready for distribution on December 1st. Wow. But the tap room is now open. Tap room is it's very open. much open. Very much open. That's got to be a good room, feeling. Biggest tap room in Oklahoma. Is it really? <laughs> for, uh, for the foreseeable future as well. I've seen a lot of plans. <laughs> and what, are, what are your hours? <laughs> 10th Street, just east of Broadway. And when are you open? Um, our liquor store hours. Liquor store hours. So, okay. <laughs> the worst part of my day is 845, asking about 20, 20 tables worth of people. How familiar are you are with SB 424? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you. You got about two uh, minutes to get the heck out of here. Finish your beer. But so. more importantly, you could come there for lunch and have a beer. Well, we our uh, weekday hours are more four to nine. Okay. And then Saturday and Sunday, we're up at noon to nine. So we've been the only brewery in Oklahoma being yep. open on Sundays for the last three weeks. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, consistently, and so we're we've had more people from out of town at the in the tap room on a couple days on a Sunday specifically. Yeah, so I, I didn't, even, totally great. didn't even yeah. think that you could still be open on Sunday. And as so well as I, the big question was whether we could sell, you know, bottled beer or growlers on Sunday. Cold bottled beer. Bottled exactly. Beer and point, we yeah. got it. I got it straight from the ABLE commission that you go, you're green lighted to uh, sell growlers and, and bottles on Sunday out of the tap. Right? I can come wow. to 10th street and get a cold growler of yes. Twisted Spike uh, beer from noon to on, on a Sunday. On a Sunday. Yes. Sir. Yes. You guys, you guys heard this, right? Yeah. The, the, <laughs> you people listening to this just Spread heard that. That's yeah. it. I'm going to quit going to church. at noon, so you get to church. Or that is that'll become my new church. I found a new church location. by the brewery. Do you have holy beer? Could you open early and get it? Take it to church, or is that? I got to wash this benediction out of my head. Well, Father Brian did come and bless the beer. Thank you, Father Brian. That was awesome. Catholic pride hashtag. Blessed beer. Yes, the holy beer has been blessed. <laughs> but that does make a good point that even though 424 is passed, we still have a huge mission and lots of things that we need to accomplish as a craft beer community and true. industry that, I mean, we don't want to stop selling beer at 9 o'clock, mm-hmm. you know, getting people out at 845. It would be nice, especially on the weekends, to be able to keep our tap room open for normal, Nobody civilized social hours. half a football game. Right. Right. Yeah. So that, I would say night. that that's a big topic in moving well, forward and making a, amendments. That's probably an easy yeah. way to get a little bit of a leeway. It's like, hey, let's add a thing where if a game is on, you know, because we love football in Oklahoma yeah. and sports in Oklahoma. If a game's on, you can stay until the game's over. Well, so <laughs> the nice thing. According to the ABLE Commission, I mean, since you're a licensed premise, your license only allows you to operate. Op- that's like door closing, locking at yeah. 9 o'clock. So, oh, wow. so I w- nothing happens after nine o'clock. I would say a big mission for us probably at this point is to be now that the nice thing about 792 is that it takes all of those things out of the Constitution. So it makes it relatively easier for us to address it, address it mm-hmm. and hopefully make amendments to those things so that we can get those things adjusted in the future so that we can be able to do those things as breweries in our tap rooms and stay open later and be able to serve all of our fans. How many people serve on the ABLE Commission? Does anybody know? The commissioners themselves? Have you met them in person before? Those those decision makers, (laughs) just give me a a, a number. Like how many of them are there? Eight or nine? Uh, there's not that many. Yeah, I, was yeah. Say, like, I had a meeting with the most, them like, very 12, early on maybe? before how, we opened. And how do they get people. into that? Are, are these appointed? Uh, I'm yes. not voting for them, obviously. Yes. Are these yes. appointed the positions? Yeah, they're they not elected officials. How do they get 
They their... have an array of backgrounds because we looked them up whenever we all showed up for the uh, and surprised the holy hell out of them. Yes. <laughs> so I was. I wondered the exact same thing that you just asked. I was like, "How do these people have these positions? How some of them have been there for a really long time? Obviously, some of them not very Pointed long. Governor, like right? some of them have a police background. Some have. I think yeah. uh, like." Have been resuscitated probably several times. <laughs> this would have been yeah. a good question for our. our the, we had a mole one time call in in anonymity uh, yeah. and give us some background on the Able Commission. What state of the Brunian we're going to have uh, a commissioner? Wait, what? Um, Somebody panel. from the Able Commission is going to be there? Yeah, Let's transition real quick to okay. that topic. So now, yeah. Yeah. last year was. Daniels. I believe Everybody. that it's going to be Last year was State Joe of the Brunion, and now it's morphed into the Craft Beer Summit. So what's, yeah. what's different? What, what's going on here? So we, it technically was the Oklahoma Craft Beer Summit, but the State of the Brunion was, was really the section of okay, the, it was, the conversation where we had kind of the key speakers talking about the hot And they were issues. great speakers, too. Yeah, it was a great they were. great turnout. <laughs> we were full to the brim at Okinawa. You ain't kidding. Uh, we, uh, they got most, loud in there. <laughs> yes, Mostly Harmless Media was there helping us broadcast it over the internet. So some other places like the Coop Brewery uh, had employees working that day. So they had mm-hmm. to, to watch from remotely. Oh, that's right. Tulsa, I forgot they were watching that. remotely. Yeah. So, but this year um, we got together with the Craft Brewers Association, uh, me at Okinawa and Refresh Creative, uh, Brian and Jenny over there mm-hmm. that do some awesome work on social media and public relations and website design to talk about what do we want to do this year uh, and how can we make this really relevant to what's happening in Oklahoma and create a really cool, um, basically, conference? We, we thought, what can we do that's bigger and better? It's like, why don't we do a whole-day conference? We started inquiring with Lyric Theater. Um, so basically what we've, we're doing, Saturday, January 14th, uh, registration starts at 845. Uh, it goes until about 5, 530. Um, it's a full-day conference. Um, 20 different breweries represented. We're doing three different tasting sessions. Uh, we have a keynote speaker from Avery uh, Brewing, their production Wait, manager. That, yeah, from really? Avery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Bernardo Alatore. They're in uh, Boulder, right? 20 years, 20 plus years yeah. in production yeah. management, uh, different places. And so uh, he's flying in, and um, we've got some really Sweet. cool sponsors uh, that are helping make it all happen. And so full day event, tastings, um, panels, lots of different panels, how to start a brewery, a home brewing panel, um, draft system engineering and, and maintenance all sorts of interesting topics and uh, several of the sections are kind of pick what you want to go to and interact. And then a couple sessions are, you know, kind of keynote speakers or the actual state of the Brunion section where we have uh, the board uh, from the Craft Brewers Association, those members, as well as state Senator Bice, some other speakers mm-hmm. um, join in the conversation and talk about kind of what's specific to what they are, you know, is relevant to them. So it's going to be a really amazing uh, conference. Lyric Theater has been great to work with. Uh, the venue, uh, which is right next to District House, is going to be one of the breakout session spots as well as Okinawa. And Wait, so, so Okinawa, Lyric Theater, and then another venue? The venue. It's called The Venue. Um, it's oh, right next to – it's tied to District House. It's basically their special events This center. is news to me. Yeah, and so they just kind of rebranded under The Venue this year. It used to be The Parish. The Parish, and yeah, now it's The Venue. And now uh, they've, they've rebranded it. So okay. they're one of our sponsors. They donated that, the yeah. space for us to do our breakout nice. sessions there. Um, so all the attendees get a free glassware provided by Grandstand, free T-shirt, um, the from tastings all day. Oklahoma Shirt Company. We've got to make sure we shout out there. Right. Yeah. That's right. We like those guys. Yeah. Hideaway uh, Pizza has sponsored right. uh, feeding 
300 to 350 people, which will happen at Okinawa. They'll funnel in and out. So uh, they're a big sponsor for us as well. And Wait, awesome so there's beer with. panels and hideaway pizza? Hideaway pizza, free yeah, beer. Yeah. Free shirts, yeah, don't free make beers. this sucker anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and up close and personal interaction with all of your local statewide brewers, you, talking yeah, to them and... And you're talking about the tasting sessions over 20 breweries. So, I mean, I'm wow. going to have the possibility of probably trying like 60 something different yeah. beers. Yeah. And so basically I mean, it'll work like you'll go through the line the f- during that session and pick up a couple beers. But as the next kind of session's happening, you're able to kind of go back up and get more beer and try different stuff as you're interacting. Um, uh, even the Red Earth Brewers guys are going to be there serving four or five beers, which would be awesome. They're going to lead the homebrew panel where you can learn about getting into homebrewing. Uh, and then the most important thing, all of this goes to benefit the Craft Brewers Association, which Mickey talked about, kind of mm. their goal and mission. And someone asked me today, well, what does the Craft Brewers Association do in Oklahoma? Like, there's so much left for us to do. 424 is monumental. Parts, the good parts of 792 that we can all agree on as the Craft Brewers Association mm. um, is monumental for us. But there's still things like hours of operation and mm. distribution questions and all sorts of stuff that the Craft Brewers Association. come into the brewery. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. The Craft Brewers Association has to have resources to be able to make these things happen. They've got a lobbyist that is so key, important for them to be uh, at the Capitol talking to legislature legislators about what needs to change for craft beer to continue to grow. So we're 50th in breweries per capita in the nation, which is insane. 50th? So we've got great beer. That's 50th in class. the nation. Wow. I feel like there's like a million of you guys. <laughs> well, I'm the, I, yeah. Twisted yeah. Spike has been the 15th licensed brewery in Oklahoma. There's more than 15 I can do that Boulder on or, You're right. or yeah. Longmont. That's or insane. Denver. In Portland, and there's total. more than 15 on a block. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So it, all of it benefiting the Craft Brewers Association. Um, we've had some awesome sponsors donate and uh, in-kind donations. And so we're trying to, to raise as much money as possible for the Craft Brewers Association, which is a 501c6 nonprofit. Um, and so people, I'll just get my plug in now, can go to OklahomaCraftBeerSummit.com. And these uh, are, I'm going to jump out of here and say these are like three, $400 tickets based on what you're yeah, telling me. Yeah, yeah, normally a conference like this, um, from being a guild representative and now like working with the association, a conference like this would normally run anyone at least probably $200 mm-hmm. um, for all the stuff that you're going to get. Then. And what I would like to point out is not only are you going to get beer and you're going to get fed and interact with all of your favorite brewers and really see how they're doing things and what's important for our future so that we can continue is that basically your ticket is a donation so that we can continue this, so that we can continue the fight and the progression of our industry. So the $75 ticket price is so much more than what you're getting that day. It is the future of craft beer, basically. We cannot do this without the funds to continue to move forward. The monumentalness of 424 came in 28 pages of the legislation. (laughs) And I kind of, you know, for myself, I was more interested in 424 and for the brewery and the taproom end and kind of ignored 383 for a while. And and then that became more of a upfront, close, personal kind of thing. And I Mm -hmm. downloaded that from the state uh, (laughs) website. 400 pages of SB 383, which just, you know, everything is just exponential on what is going to matter. And and it's going to be even, it'll be even bigger if we can get in for the Craft Brewers Association Mm -hmm. with our people and everybody else understanding a little bit more what's going on in the background. 
all that will equate to a, a much better outlook for our you know our business mm-hmm. and craft brewers in Oklahoma for a long time. Yeah, and it's worth reiterating how important the the CBAO and the, and the guild has been. I know you know us. We we were planning for about five years before we opened, and but we we joined up with the guild and the CBAO very early after meeting a lot of the brewers and whatnot, realizing that the work they were doing was was very important. And what we got so far wouldn't have happened without the CBA. There's no, there's no way. And within the with over the last couple of years, I think. A real testament to the to the brewers in this the state is that they've come together. We've really come together in a, in a fashion that we haven't seen before to so get all this stuff done. There's not a lot of advocates in the so. Oklahoma State Legislature for, for beer and alcohol. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a couple. There's a couple. Oh, just, no, but funny you say that. has been has been has been amazing, you know. And we've been excited. We've been very grateful as people just trying to get into the industry that that exists and so to keep it to keep it up and running is going to be huge well and that's a great part about what's happening on the 14th is that there are going to be legislators there like yeah. stephanie mm-hmm. bias will be yeah. there plus there i think be we, others for sure i'd already mentioned up. that there's going to be someone from the able commission there mm-hmm. um i think they're going to be what in a dunk tank right we can go <laughs> <and> <laughs> <laughs> well, i think it's that important to know about the able commission <laughs> They're really there to enforce, and so sure. they kind of get dumped on, um, right? You know, so we have to remember that most of it is just the fact that we've had laws that have been so screwed up for so right. long that right. they've kind of they have to go out and enforce these stupid laws. I mean, they, they have, to be they, the have bad they have a job. Yeah, they have a job. Yeah, they have a job to do. They do. And yeah. in order to keep their job, they have to do it mm-hmm. effectively. Um, I I will say this that with all of this going on, they've been very receptive yeah. to everything that the craft brewers have any question we've needed, like any kind of clarification we've needed. They've been very, very overwhelmingly great to work with. Well, and, and especially in regards to this particular event as well. Yeah, right. I mean, very there, much was, so. there was some, um, there was a moment where we thought it might not right. happen on this date. Exactly. They definitely. Um, they've been really just great at working with us and helping us, we're still we're still trying to learn how to swim a little bit because mm. everything's changing so much. Well, it seems like yeah, they are too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, and also, I was on the phone today with Captain Fairchild. Actually, shout out, you know, yeah, drop there. And he was he was awesome. We're trying. We as a our brewery is trying to put something together for uh, later in February, and uh, so I was asking him some questions about some stuff. And no, and it's true. They, I mean, if we succeed, they succeed because mm. you know we have to function together. Like we have for for them to exist we have to exist so they, they do they they do want to help when you know, they can and, and mike is absolutely right they were you know operating under the the rules that that they had so we're all trying to figure it out really in some respect yeah. i think another thing that's striking me about what we've talked about with the different bills and like specifically thinking about 792 and the the battle that went on between 792 and 793 or whatever it was. 791. 791. It's local. And, and the confusion and all that stuff. I think another important aspect of this for people, especially if you're just into it, you like beer and you want to help and you like the changes they're seeing, is the educational aspect of what you guys are doing is really important because, you know, we get involved with a lot of different things and lately it's been a lot of political stuff and it's been amazing to me to see how significant it can be when you get that little piece of information. You're like, oh, I know that I can talk to my legislator. I know exactly what I need to say. I know now exactly what I want him to do or her to do. 
now I can go and be active. Like, so for somebody, you know, am I right? Did, I'm a little confused because I there's so much of stuff going on. But 383 is coming. So, still, 383 so passed. passed. Yeah. Well, it's in well, two parts. It's kind okay. of like a like 792 and 383. Pretty much, from my understanding, were kind of like a, a package, package deal. deal. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, so, 383 is still kind of up yeah. to be changed in the next couple legislative sessions. So. Yeah. To get geeky right. and to kind of get in the nitty gritty, seven ninety two because it was a constitutional amendment had to be voted on as a state question, mm-hmm. right? And so, what seven ninety two did, no matter where you stand on it, um, took uh, and redefined some things within the constitution pertaining to liquor, and also took a lot of things out with uh, at least the legislative intent um, from Senator Bice and some others um, to allow for uh, legislation to come behind and define a lot of the nitty gritty logistics and then that's why at 383 it's 400 right. pages 792 basically takes the able commission out of the, the state constitution and 383 recreates them uh-huh. in section four oh, okay. as a new okay. statute so it might be nice to say that rewrites title 30 because oklahoma did not <laughs> repeal prohibition until 60 years ago right. just 60 years ago we only did it 60 years ago everything was written into our constitution um, right. That pertain to alcohol law and enforcement. Um, basically, I guess just for your listeners, so they can kind of understand what's going on. So anything—that's why nothing has changed in sixty years because it had to go to House, Senate, Joint mm. Resolution. Then it had to go to a vote of the people for it to ever change. Whereas a Senate bill could—it can just go to you know, the Senate or a House bill can go to the House or a joint resolution and they can pass it legislatively without it having to go to an entire vote of the people. So now 792 has taken that out of the Constitution where now every time we want to change, it doesn't have to go to a vote of the people every single time. Right. So I know I'm older than a lot of you guys. I had to vote on liquor by the drink twice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That actually went up to vote. That was a a vote three times. I I got to vote on it twice. Yeah. So it happened even for me. Yeah. So once before you, so yeah, that was, that was three three times. It was like 76, 80 and 82 or something like that. Yeah. But all that to say, it was back to what I was saying about the education part. It's so important to people now who aren't even brewers, who aren't involved, who are just citizens to know what's going on. I had so many phone calls from friends that, I mean, they don't even drink very much or they're not even like beer fans, but they know what I do. They don't drink beer or whatever. But I mean, calling me asking, well, what does this mean? What does, Mm -hmm. what is this going to change? What does this mean for our community? And to me, that was one of the most enlightening things I've ever seen is that people were really involved. Even people that, that don't drink, this is so much bigger than drinking alcohol. This is so much bigger than, than anything like that. It's, it's a development and a progression for our community, for yeah. grassroots business. And so it has, because of the education, I think that it sparked people yeah. wanting to learn and be more knowledgeable about what's going on. It is one so. of those things that brings a large majority of us together, regardless of whether you live in the suburbs or in the urban core or whether you live out in the country. It's yeah. Something that we all agree on. It's, oh, yeah. Oklahoma City and Oklahoma and Tulsa and all our surrounding areas, we're growing at a rapid rate. The only reason we why we're growing is a lot of people are coming into the state. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're coming in from places that don't have the restrictions or they don't understand why is this only open on when? 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we had a lot of that as well when people are like, yeah, well, this need, this is where I'm from California, from Texas or from wherever. It's like, no, this is, this needs to change. Well, and it's also, I think, attractive too to come in, uh, to a place where there's a lot of new things happening, or a lot of birth pings going on, um, where you can get on the ground floor of something or be part of something new that's happening. There's not a lot of places where that's occurring anymore. Yeah. So with us kind of coming into normal times, yeah. uh, that's happening for us, you know? So there is a lot of opportunities for people to come and be part of. And I think that is attractive. I think this conference is like kind of a culmination of th- those ideas and that actually happening. Cause we've really focused on creating different breakout sessions where if people are interested in getting to homebrewing, they have that opportunity through learning, want to learn about how to open a brewery. Um, the first section everybody will go through will actually tour stone cloud brewing and how they've built that. And the pivot group who did the development behind yeah. that and how they've worked really closely to help this, guy that moved from Avery Brewing that was from Stillwater, Oklahoma to come to Oklahoma and build this facility. Um, I mean, so this is, this conference really gives you a great hands-on face-to-face interaction about what that actually looks like. Um, and you guys were talking a little bit earlier too, reminding me of a conversation at the Craft Beer Summit last year, uh, State of the Brunion. I was talking to uh, Senator Stephanie Bice and State Bill 424 about tap rooms wasn't even being talked about. And I pulled her aside, I said, Senator Bice, like, what about 424? It had been uh, written. It had kind of gone through a couple stages and then just died. This was the previous legislative session. And she's like, I know, I know. We'd love to get it working again. And we never really thought about it anymore. But I think the impact, and there was so much media out at that summit, and right. people were engaged, and there was a buzz. And like I think legislators took notice, like, damn. Mm-hmm. These people are pretty passionate about their beer. Um, I've had that conversation with uh, um the um, head of the ABLE Commission as well. Like, man, it's a passionate group. Like, so it's, it's it was really cool to see that happen at the summit to talk to Senator Vice, and then all of a sudden, we four twenty four had been revived, and then we were able to have a call to va- call to action amongst craft beer lovers and those that just are for small business and growth in Oklahoma. Um, when State Bill four twenty four was in question about how it was going to be interpreted, um, it was amazing to walk into the ABLE Commission. I cried that day. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> to walk into the ABLE Commission. I, I was crying the weekend before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I just cried at the overwhelming support that showed up. Yeah. So those of you who aren't familiar, basically uh, State Bill 424 and whether breweries were going to be able to sell their beer uh, in their tap rooms for consumption on site, which was always the purpose of the legislation, was in question. Yeah, like um, at the last minute, it like that it, popped up and was oh, like, wait like a minute. Oh, like the final hour. Yes. Week before, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. And so there's lots of backstory, but basically we we all kind of showed up uh, to the ABLE Commission meeting, and no one shows up to these things. I mean, yeah. they there was complete shock they in their faces. Okay, Every well, single major news media outlet was there. So, I, so to kind of give us some perspective, you said that there's a lot of backstory. I think a real simple way to put that backstory is, for the longest time, the ABLE Commission has always just kind of been on autopilot. Nothing has been happening. So, literally, they, they haven't had to pay attention, and literally – this point in time, it's like somebody had to walk over to the ABLE Commission and be like, hey, wake up, guys, wake up. Something's happening now. Yeah. You're like, wait, and, what? It, yeah, and like, so, I had to rub the sleep out of their eyes. We, and, we have email addresses? What? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, But it was awesome because we were there and we did get to hear their ruling that they were going to kind of punt to the Attorney General and, and ask did. him for an interpretation. 
And, you know, they kind of had that right to do that, to ask for, you know, the attorney general to do his job, which is to interpret, uh, amongst other things. And we were obviously frustrated and, and dejected, but we were energized because we knew of how many people showed up. And then the press jumped in and kind of really just started yes. digging. And if you haven't been paying attention, our attorney general is known for making some questionable right. names. And, and of course, that was kind of a scary concept to kick that to Scott Pruitt the way oh, that they did. Oh, his name. Yeah, sorry. It's like Voldemort. Um, <laughs> both of them. <laughs> We're Get out of here. Get out of here. But had, had they not kicked that to him and they went ahead and made a ruling not in your favor, it would have been that much more difficult Absolutely. to go change it again. So it was actually good on them that they did that. It, it was, was great because it, you know, and, if and, we're being candid. Scott made a good decision for right. once in his life. Yeah. It kicked it to a, an elected official who right. has aspirations, let's just say. So <laughs> yeah. um, it was awesome. Uh, there were a few of us that kind of met afterwards at Okinawa and, and we were just kind of sitting there. What do we do? And we uh, there's an organization called Local League of Oklahoma for right. Change and Alcohol Laws. Um, and the Brewers Association had to kind of figure out what they were going to do. But Okinawa, uh, who's been pretty outspoken in defense of the craft brewers in awesome. Oklahoma, um, were able to pair up with local. And then with the craft brewers coming along our side eventually was to have this call to action to – just call the attorney general and tell him, like, we want you to rule for the initial legislative intent for breweries to be able to sell beer for on-premise consumption at their tap rooms. It was crazy. I mean, it was and insane. They did. It was oh, amazing. The language that was in that decision was a slam dunk. Oh, it was, right it was way more than we could have ever hoped for because it basically was like, they can sell their beer. And don't bring this back to my desk. And don't even ask about the tax implications. We'll deal with it. That was basically what it, what yeah. it said. And Love so, it. And I would just like to point out that that should just be an example of your voices are heard. Yes. When you make yeah. phone calls, when those phones ring, I mean, the first thing you can do is be in person. They tell us that all the time. Like, in person is the biggest impact. Number two is phone calls. Number three is emails. Number four is obviously next, like, handwritten snail mail letter. But the fact that if you make those phone calls, if we show up, if you have your voices heard, I mean, I don't, I can't say that it wouldn't have went that way if we wouldn't have all showed up um, that day and kind of overwhelmed them and people saw how much this was happening. I don't know that they would have taken such a hard look to make sure that that language mm-hmm. was correct. Right. Um, obviously I think that they made the correct decision. I believe that it was written that right. way and that was the decision, but maybe they would not have taken such a hard look if we wouldn't have showed up. So state of the Brunian, the craft beer summit, this is the opportunity to show up, to show that this is important to your, to you and for this community and to learn about what we need, the next steps done. that we need to do. Yeah, yeah it's, not, it's, it's, it's far just got from started. Right. That's true. Far yeah. from Actually, it's a valid point. Yeah, <laughs> we just got started. There's a lot of growth coming. Right. And to reiterate what John said a minute ago about the ABLE Commission like needing to wake up, I think we're seeing that in some fashion with all legislative processes mm-hmm. right now. It's like, mm-hmm. especially around here, our government is so used to people not showing up, not participating, that when it does, they they respond. I mean, with Let's Fix This, which is an organization that we're involved in, you know, that's what the whole mission is, is educating people. I don't care what your what your goal is, what your opinion is, what your beliefs are. Just go and show up. And if you don't know how, here's a whole group of people that will tell you how yeah. and teach you how and be there. Maybe mm-hmm. we have different opinions. That's fine. But right. whether you're for 791 or 792 or you're 
whatever. I mean, like, you have to show up. You have to you show, have up. show up. You have to call. You have to. And and it's it, so easy it to walk in and do it. Yeah, and the phone call always takes like legitimately 30 seconds. And it's super effective. Yeah. Hell, I think actually, as a matter of fact, we've even uh, seen results of this with national government, um, yeah. with the whole ethics commission thing, uh, people making phone calls of that. I mean, we've seen it happen on a national level. And so uh, yeah. I think it's doubly so on a local level. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's not just, <laughs> we, we took a multifaceted approach because first it was, uh, I don't know how many actually went down, but we showed up at, at, at ABLE Commission in full force, and it was broadcast all over the news. Was that on April 24th? Did that happen on no, April 24th? No, that was the, they had a monthly meeting. I think it was April 7th. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, they had a monthly meeting. They were I do remember this day. Yeah. I, I remember it very well. And I was not we, there, but... Then we kind of put out the call to deal. make phone calls, and then it was the weekend, so they turned off the voicemail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we, we we spent one day on email, and then we spent the next day on Facebook because Attorney General uh, Scott Pruitt has Facebook. So uh, you can still go scroll down and find the post where there's like 200 uh, comments on the Facebook post that he put actually about it. He's like, I've gotten a lot of calls about the tap room thing. And uh, so it's pretty cool. So the, the Oklahoma Craft Beer Summit this year is kind of a continuation of that. As we referenced to 383, that legislation, it has been written, but it's not enacted. It won't be enacted until 2018. So it's separate than state question 792. And it, it defines a lot of the details. For example, small brewers. There is no definite definition of what a small brewer is. That's really important for these guys to have a definition of the size of their their facility before they no longer have the rights as a small brewer. Um, there's just a lot of definitions and things that we still have to fight for. And so there's so much work to be done, not just in the next two years before all of this is implemented, yeah. but I mean, for the rest of our years, yeah. um, just working with other states and seeing what they've went through and what they go through. Because also there's also the flip side of these things coming out of the constitution is that other forces outside of ourselves they can also, they have the easier means now of making amendments, which could greatly affect us as brewers. I mean, I'm yeah, not a brewer, yeah. but <clears throat> our breweries. Um, so we have to stay on top of those things. We can never, we'll, at this point now, we have to be so much more mindful yeah. um, we, of the rug not getting pulled out from underneath right. us. When Anheuser-Busch and, can take out an entire page in the Oklahoman <laughs> and slam one of or mislead a lot of the public on right. what may or may not happen because Anheuser-Busch no longer can distribute their own 3-2 beer mm-hmm. and all beer is going their beer fiefdom is going to crumble around us and everybody's going to pay $100 a pint now <laughs> now if, when those forces they also now can influence yeah yeah this this is similar to what the fear was behind right to farm it's like we have those protections already in the constitution. It was going to remove those things, which would effectively have opened the doors for right. any number of other. So like, I always say we don't have a, we don't have millions of dollars, but we have millions of voices, yeah. and we have to continue oh, yeah. to stay like on top that. of the topics to make sure that we are not going to get yes. manipulated in any of these types of situations. Because manipulation is going to be occurring all of the time, yeah. right? So you just you've got to stay vigilant and yeah, make your voice heard. Wow. So back to the summit itself, like we talked about beer, we've talked about well, like, what are some of the sessions you talked about the home brewing, talk about like starting a brewery. What else, what else, what else can we learn about? What else can we do? Forgive me as I'm actually pulling up my notes here. Um, 
I love a prepared guest. Well, you know, I knew that you I would forgiven. get this question, and then I wouldn't My be son. prepared, and then I would look a fool. <laughs> and I'm pretty good at looking a fool without, you know, having extra help. So, um, gosh, we've got draft system from design to install to maintenance. Um, that's going to be presented by Brewtube Beverage, Beverage Services, which does all of those things commercially. Uh, there's a grains and hops panel that talks about, you know, the use of grains and hops in brewing. Um, you know, some really very talented people from Coop and Rufftail and Marshall uh, 46 grain company, um, who is the only malt producer in Oklahoma, um, that brewers can use their malt. To Actually, brew I think West of the Mississippi until you get to California from my understanding. They're the only malt, Seriously? malting <laughs> facility. Wow. wow. That's huge. So I'm excited to have them here and talk about, uh, what they're doing. Um, there'll be lots of beer to taste, lots and lots and lots of beer to taste. Uh, there'll be a glassware and bottle trading, uh, area. There you can go and trade. This is kind of the, the geek thing to do. Trade uh, different bottles and glassware amongst each other. Nice. Like um, empty bottles? Like what John's going to write. Oh, you know, as we grab the growler to refill. Full Anybody? bottles. Anybody? Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, no, trading, uh, usually what are called rare bottles. It's almost a gray market sort of thing. And so like oh, okay. you uh, can say, hey, I've got this <clears throat> bottle from such and such brewery. I'm looking for this beer. And so like Pokemon gotcha. cards or whatever. Like, gotcha, you know, gotcha, gotcha. And uh, so there's this whole kind of world that trades and, and collects beer so and I glassware. So I can finally, my my mega holographic 401k mm-hmm. bottle that I have is yes is now valuable. It's very, very valuable. You just need to get it signed by Andrew. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, what other sessions? Uh, like I said, how to start a brewery, which would be a really cool conversation. Um, that one's, uh, I would say, particularly interesting because there are severed, several different people on that panel that have chosen very different paths on how they've started their nice. brewery. Yeah. So, And I'll kind of get through the rest of the sessions and want to say something kind of about the theme of this uh, summit. But uh, craft beer evolution from bar to retail as a retailer and or as a bar and, and restaurant and, and as retailers – uh, I'll be speaking as well as some other retailers and bar owners about how the market has changed. I mean, what we do at Okinawa would have never happened. Five years I was going to say yeah, Okinawa is a prime example of yep. that. Like even a couple of years before it opened, just been like, what? Yeah. What is right. this? Why yeah. am I going to pay $7 for a beer? Right. Or whatever. Right. Like, yeah. I can't pronounce these names. I'm leaving. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah so uh, talking about the evolution and what's to come or less, at least what we kind of think is to come. Uh, maintaining a barrel aging program, which will be a really cool session. Um, alternate brewing methods. Uh, we'll even have uh, the uh, famous but hardly seen Chase from American Solera. Uh, homebrew panel, like I mentioned, um, we'll have that 424 panel about what's happened in Oklahoma with tap rooms, what we see happening in the future. That'll be a full session where everybody's together. A lot of these are breakouts, so you can kind of choose. Um, and then the state of the Brunion, uh, which will be pretty awesome. But uh, the full schedule is listed on OklahomaCraftBeerSummit.com, as well as um, you know any questions about registration, um, list all of the things, all of our sponsors. Uh, and really, the, Mickey and I have talked a lot about this, but the, really the theme for us on this summit is quality and integrity. For those of us in, kind of in the industry, we see the opportunity. This can be a very uh, – it's not going to be – 
incredibly lucrative if you're a brewery owner, but it can be a sustainable, viable business now where it was almost impossible really to be very successful in Oklahoma because of the laws. Well, and not only that, looking at many other states uh, where this industry is big, I mean, we see that it is a sustainable and viable yes, industry. Yes. I mean, and, you look at everywhere from, you know, Oregon to Colorado to California, 792 bringing us legends like uh, New Belgium and Stone. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it is very yeah. viable and yeah. sustainable. And so, you know, to be completely honest, and I can say this, and I don't know that all the brewers would say it, but I can say it because I'm in a different position. There's a real opportunity that we're going to see people getting into this industry that really don't have any business being there. So sure. we're, we want to be proactive and sp- send the message out that the way that we are successful uh, retailers, wholesalers, uh, brewery owners, uh, even consumers, is to demand quality and integrity um, from from breweries, from wholesalers, from retailers, Um because all the way to it, the consumer. All the way to the consumer, absolutely. And these consumers should expect to have great beer, um, not just produced but poured or um, sold at a liquor store. Mm-hmm. And so we see it really successful in some places where they've done it right. Some cities, your Asheville, North Carolinas, or your Portland, or your Denver, there's a lot of really great beer. And you know, I'm not going to give examples, but there are other places where you go and there was this opportunity and there's been some people that kind of saw some money opportunities and jumped in. Mm-hmm. We saw a bubble in 2008 with brew pups and a bunch of them shut down because there was, and it was marketed. I remember it was marketed so heavily that God, I haven't heard the term brew pub in forever. Turnkey brew pubs, <laughs> you could come in and man, it could just be so lucrative. Mm-hmm. And, um, we have the opportunity with in part with this summit to talk about demanding integrity and quality from every level, which is hard. Um, it's very challenging even as a retailer, like, there's some shady stuff that happens in the bar world about kickbacks and all sorts of stuff, man. It's it's a really shady, weird business sometimes, depending on who you deal with. And so we want to stand up the Crapper Association and those retailers uh, and breweries that stand alongside to say that this conference is about quality and integrity. So that's beautiful. I love it. Wow. Yeah, that was. <laughs> that was I, a, I don't know if you had to rehearse that or not, Micah, but that was. I was, was just kind of like sitting here, just my mouth again. I think. Like, I think. Shit. I think that was the definition of the word passion. <laughs> yeah, that it's, was, it's passion from being rehearsed. Can yeah. I? Can I get the tissue? Yeah, I already used most of them. But, uh, <laughs> Nikki's crying again. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it takes a lot to make me cry, but this industry has done it a couple times. But I mean, well, you've got you have the passion in it as well. The overwhelming support that we can it's I can honestly say I helped us form becoming a nonprofit as the guild as the association and Mm -hmm. there was there was a time in Oklahoma where even our craft beer industry was kind of fractured there were some broken relationships and people not talking to one another and thinking that they should do things everyone doing things differently and how we should all approach this and Really, we've worked so hard to come together, and it really is like a family, which is so great because we're creating the best foundation right now to move forward into this huge bubble of growth that we are going to experience in the next several years. I mean, now we're going to have the opportunity for nano breweries and the boom of brew pubs again to be done. What is a nano brewery? (laughs) (laughs) Basically, out of the garage. Type yeah. of stuff, so man. A you very, can do some small very, stuff, very small. One barrel, 
one amazing crazy stuff man you, yeah. you see that in a lot of more developed nano uh, uh, craft like you could be living areas. in an apartment complex and there could be a tiny little commercial <laughs> nano brewery right below you and they I, might have well, a you know, one, of the cool one, B3? one of the coolest yeah, beer fests <laughs> i went to was um uh, what's the the beer place down in bricktown yeah <laughs> It was all homemade beer. It was literally homemade beer. Like it was mashed in, probably. Oh, yeah. 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 And that, there was, there was just a, every crazy idea you could think of, like uh, beer with habanero peppers in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Just Mm -hmm. the widest range of stuff. So that's what the nano made me think of was somebody taking the craziest idea they can think of. We're creating this great foundation of. I mean, the only way to say it is more of like a, a brotherhood and hopefully there's going to be more sisterhood. Yes. And that is because <laughs> there's not a lot of diversity happening right now in it. But we are opening the door for that. But we're creating such a great foundation by everyone coming to the table and working together and answering questions and having this really great camaraderie. Um, it wasn't even like that no. three, four years ago. And we've all worked so hard and now like, we just want to support everyone and make sure that we have this great industry that does hold quality and integrity right. and all of that stuff to such a high standard so that Oklahoma can be put on the map. And it's not just to be like, oh, that Oklahoma, they have beer there. Yeah. And well, I can, yeah, I can speak to that. It. Yeah. Because yeah. promote the help, promote that there is actual help for people that are interested in getting yeah. into the business. Well, well, I mean, yeah, so you, you have now brought it to that point of I can actually honestly sit here and be excited about what's going to happen next. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's co- not who's coming cutter. next. Well, yeah. and what's super cool about what she's saying is that, it, I mean, like, again, us being new, we launched September, super new. And, and getting out there and super to, delicious. Well, thank you. Uh, and Cheers. Trying, you know, figuring this stuff out. We reached out to a lot of breweries and, and all that. We reached out to all the major guys and they were, they were awesome. They all, they all talked to us, you know, they all, uh, sat down with us, had lunch. If, if they couldn't do that, there was great email conversations. And what's cool about the summit is like, you can get all of that just by coming. Like it's, yeah. you, you can get the ticket and come on in and you're going to go to those breakout sessions and mm-hmm. meet the guys. And, and, the awesome thing is, is that is like in a lot of ways, I, I still don't even feel like I'm in the industry in a lot of ways. I still feel like I, I still feel like I'm that, that 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 new kid that's just like, hey, what are you guys doing? <laughs> you hey, can, can I can, you, can I play? Can we make this, this you know? coming from the I guy feel that like completely some, packed Slaughter's Hall one night so bad you couldn't even get in. And, and then once you got yeah. in, you couldn't even get one of your damn bands. In the last 30 minutes, <laughs> just yeah. got me buzzed. <laughs> this is humility. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, but we do feel like that way. But it, it is cool that the the guys that have been here, the, the, the ones that have laid the groundwork, are, are super receptive to talk to people. Yeah, this is true, it yeah. is a really awesome community, yeah. and and that is something that has been amazing. Somebody that came from not being in the street, in the industry at all, and just be able to walk in and say, hey, I'm just a random guy that loves beer and wants to start a brewery, and, and to get all that feedback and to just be welcome so... Yeah. You know, I can say of, awesome. of all of the industries and places that I've been exposed to here in Oklahoma City in the past couple of years that I, I can say that that is absolutely correct when it comes to you guys and the Well, it pays off for the rest of the nation as well. I mean, there's been times, where, you know, 10 years ago when I go to a craft beer, you know, the, the craft beer fest in, in Denver, and I wow. got to sit down for 30 minutes and chat with Garrett Oliver from Broken Brewery about oh, wow. his stout. Wow. No, so this is okay, not that's awesome. just, you know, we're just yeah. carrying on 
what's around in the whole country. Now, we're just not in that that we're really cool guys that like to share our beer, but that's just, it comes from the entire country yeah. is that way. Right. Yeah. And Those, that's finally going. kind of reached yeah. here. Right. And we're going to be putting yeah. that on display. In a it's probably weeks, the most awesome. genuine yeah. industry that I've hey, ever There you go. In. I like that. So it I'm, is genuine. I have, I've loved every, I've been to the Great American Beer Festival like four or five times, and it's such an amazing event. The first time I went was in 2001, and the only representation from Oklahoma, I think, was the Krebs Brewery. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. only brought one yeah. beer. It's probably chalk. It was chalk, and that was it. And uh, I went a few times after that, and uh, one of my good friends still lives in Denver, and he went this year, and he said, man, there was a ton of breweries from Oklahoma, and then he went to the Anthem Brewery and, and brought up the podcast, oh, and the Patrick. guy working the table had heard of us. He didn't remember the guy's name. Um, but the representation from Oklahoma has been growing at the Great American Beer Festival. So I can't wait to go and that, back and just and see the pride of see all of you guys there. So hard to work around. So I would really like to commend all the people that have, you know, these guys and everyone else that really followed their passion in an atmosphere where it was not easy mm-hmm. to do that. Absolutely. Like kudos yeah. to all of those guys that have laid the groundwork for all the people that are going to get to start, you know, f- in 2018 and Absolutely. beyond, and yeah. not have to go right up against in. those. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. What an inspiration! <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's this is all fantastic. Yeah. And thank you guys for all your hard I work. Mean, I'm feeling verklempt real quick. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we have to wrap up because we're nearing that end. But so it's Oklahoma Craft Beer Summit That's right. It's where you get your tickets. Seventy five bucks. Plus some fees, but yeah. not, not, you know, that is totally what it is. worth it. Absolutely worth <laughs> totally it. Totally worth it. And we're going to make it even more worth it. Oh, That's how's right. that? That's right. Are because, we? Well, Sometimes. you guys are mostly harmless is going is one of the sponsors of the event. Let's be Woo-woo. very clear about that. We're going to videotape it. We're going to live stream the, the state of the brunette. Oh, yeah, me and Aaron are going to sponsor some of the panels. panels. Yeah. You guys are moderating panels. Yeah. And so we're not we're, speaking as authorities. We're just moderating. moderating. We're going to tell yes. people when to talk and when not to talk. And if you talk. listen to the show, you know what a bad idea that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. We'll I get to be a moderator, too. Cheers to moderators. You can moderate me. But special for our listeners is we have a 20% off coupon code. What? Coupon? Coupon We got coupons? Coupon code. We got coupons? So if you go to register and on the ticket screen, you can just type in the code WAFTI. 20% off? What is that, $15? Yeah. I did that math. It brings the total down to like $64. After after the fees. After the fees. Okay. So instead of like 80 and change, it's 64 and change. Yeah. So that's like a steal. Those yeah. bastards are not I'm, listening to I actually us almost didn't sorry. want to tell them this because I was like, well, we're taking money away from you guys. But well, if you listened all the way through the end of the podcast. If you listen to this whole right, episode, right. then you, you Good deserve for it. you. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, got most of the, you, you get to hang out with all right. of us. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And hopefully you'll have like a few thousand redemptions of that code and it'll yeah, we'll all have make, to shut up, it down make it up like, in the wash. Yeah, and I don't know if you're a regular listener. You've heard Micah here before and Andrew and you've but heard Mickey in the bubble. Yeah, come and, out, meet Andrew. Come out, meet Bruce and Mickey and Micah. Yeah. And, and yeah. speaking of what, what is this we've been drinking? Oh my God, this is delicious. Yeah. Andrew brought this for yeah, us. Yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, just some, we, we're homebrewers at heart, right? And, you know, Bruce is homebrew, like, Old OG homebrew over here. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we still like to do that. That's that's our, uh, we call it the curse because I think it's about 11%. The curse? But, yeah. oh, my that's God. why I'm feeling so dry. Uh, uh, okay. Why a, am I feeling so It's a so Belgian loosey. quad. It's, 
something that we, on, it's a, we brewed that thing on. forever and it's a uh, so it's a Belgian versus the holy beer uh, yeah there's some cross so that's going to be an event I've like, got ideas i got ideas there's going to be a versus put the camera over here get a picture of me doing this well if you learn how to pour by the way these guys are pretty much Emptied uh, out this growler that he brought. And that was almost, a big almost. growler. That's the coolest oh, growler I've ever um, seen. Yeah. Excuse me, saying while I pour this Belgian quad. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, it's it's, it's a beer we like. It's, it's something we hope we can do a lot of when we find our forever home. You know, we're you talk about you know what we we decided to open in a contract relationship. You know, trying to figure out all the crazy stuff that was going on with the laws. So, but now that it's all changed, thanks to four twenty four, we're actively looking and. That's the type of fun stuff we hope to be able to do a little bit more of, you know, once we find our forever home. Well, if you're looking for a place to live, I have a room up in well, my house. Sweet. Okay. Cool. Actually, I'm looking to move. Well, yeah. Out of his garage. Yeah. So you guys have a nanobrewery out yeah. of his garage. Will people be able to try this at the summit? Will you have the curse there? Uh, probably not at the summit. I, I, you're going to have the brown ale. Yeah, yeah. We're going to bring... We're gonna bring our uh, our fifth keg brown ale. Oh, it's nice. a milk brown eight yeah. percent beer, which we're releasing in February. And also, fun fact: we're planning on doing that release at Okanor, February second. February second, Groundhog yeah. Day. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. Yeah. Tell me that you're gonna you're have not some gonna be able to in there with some sausage <laughs> and some uh, I'll talk to my chef. Uh, Bill Murray's coming. A little bit of a <laughs> Pennsylvania polka. Some fried, some fried groundhog. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, just another plug Gobble for ourselves down. for those that listen all the way to the end February yeah. 2nd we're going to do that release at Okanor and then Plaza Beer Walk will be with Twisted Spike the last Wednesday of February Very January nice. I'm sorry last yeah. last we'll Wednesday in January will be, be able Plaza Beer Walk all six of the beers that we have yeah. out. Twisted and they're going to do it every six? single day after that six beers. five yeah. and one six yeah. That was a Groundhog Day reference. That's I'm just awesome. gonna plug wow. Prairie Artists and Ale. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, sorry, Nikki. Plug it. We have a cool new Funky you. Gold Citra <laughs> yeah. coming out in February. Funky Gold Citra? Yeah. So our Funky Gold um, series that we do, which is a um, dry hopped kettle sour series that we do. Dry humped? Wait, what? Yeah, that's exactly it. Like What's you know, kettle? like seventh grade. <laughs> So it is the end of the podcast. Then I've been yeah, drinking. Yeah. We're off the rails. It's a dry hopped. Oh, dry hopped. Kettle okay. sour, and we've done it with several different hops. This time it will be with Citra. Well, then please, oh, for the love of God, tell me you're going to make a funky cold Medina. <laughs> oh, we should. That's a good beer name. I think that That's this has really been a conversation, but Medina. unfortunately, there's not a hop called Medina. Well, yeah, you need to call not some of yet. the producers and make one of the experimental hops. <laughs> yeah, we could Medina. probably. I got to back over our gross stuff. We can make a strain of hops. We'll just use those hops. My friend's growing in his back room. Okay, also, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. So I still have. I Wait, I'm confused. Are we still talking hops? <laughs> sure. We're talking about the next home industry yeah. that needs to. I'm not a brewer, but this feels like the summit that I could go to and find somebody to make my beer dream, and that's the Wafty Whiskey Stout. The Wafty I want a I want a whiskey stout branded for the the first Wafty Show beer. Wafty whiskey. And I want a Wafty stout. whiskey stout. Me Maybe too. we can talk. Later. Great idea. Yeah, I like that. All right. Well, so you are sitting in a We're room. We're going to knife fight for those rats. <laughs> so who's going to be? I'm just throwing it out there. Here's the knife. Here you go. We're going to have the Oh, we've got the knife. We're going to have a try. It's on. It's on. Oh. 
whoever gets cut first, I'm, I'm got a Russian in the in the tank right now, waiting for some waiting for some whiskey barrels. Oh, all right, oh, all right. Got Bruce Bruce is, somebody's got Bruce a leg up. Bruce is pulling into the lead. <laughs> Prairie might have like three thousand barrels on hand too. So. Uh, yeah, Prairie's <laughs> coming around today. the corner. Not gonna lie, we're probably screwed on this. The messy game up. We'll get the next. There you go. Well, thank you guys for coming out yeah, and talking great. to us about this. Thank and you. Thank you again for everything you're doing because I think it's a weird way beer has been like so essential in like educating people on politics and so processes. Yes, and yes. Just Give like, us our beer. That's all we're yeah. asking. Yeah. yeah, thank you guys. Literally from the bottom of our hearts. Like, we cannot yes. thank you enough. It's and the bottom of my cup. Amazing. <laughs> and the bottom of my cup. But literally, it's all the things that you guys have done. Is amazing. January 14th, right? Next Saturday. Next Saturday. Right. Go on OklahomaCraftBeerSummit.com register. Yes. Yeah. Don't forget Cheers. your code. Wafty. Do all that. Cheers. Thanks wait, for wait, having us. What's the code again? Wafty. W-A-F-T-I. Wafty. Wafty whiskey stout. Wafty. 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 All right. <laughs> What's Cheers. That? They, say, they say if more than 300 people redeem that code, they're going to make our beer for us. <gasps> There, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I just throw it out. I want to make collaboration. somebody. Collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. It's only two. You can't deny it. <laughs> Prairie Artisanals, such as Mike and Vanessa House, are proud to present. Somewhere between the holy beer and the curse. <laughs> yes. It's purgatory. Purgatory. Somewhere in between. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week, and hopefully, we'll see you at the Craft Beer Summit. See you at the summit. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. You've been listening to The Wafty Show with Stephen, Aaron, and John. As always, we need to thank Joshua Path for the use of our theme song, Cement Truck, off the album Between Heaven and Jonestown, recorded by the magnificent Kurt PR. Kurt's, Kurt's awesome. That is available on iTunes, CD Baby, and anywhere the internet can be found. Remember, as you go out to visit our local places and events, make sure you take care of those who take care of you. Tip your waiters, waitresses, bartenders, musicians, and artists. They're out there working hard for you. We come out with a new episode every Monday. You can find us on iTunes by searching We Apologize for the Inconvenience, where you can subscribe, rate, and comment. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Wafty Show. Facebook.com slash Wafty Show. We'll see you next week. Woo! I'll be free.